you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. G Suite by Google Cloud is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here as we get towards a huge weekend of football, week seven of the NFL season, as well as some big-time college football matchups. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm great. I am excited. You talk about the games. Nice slate of NFL games, but a really nice slate of college games as well. No doubt. On today's show, we're going to go through these NFL games. We're going to go through some college games, make our picks there at the end. going to do Bucky's Battle, which we look at five matchups that we're looking forward to focusing on. Uh, this week and as we get started here buck i do feel like we need to mention the elephant in the room uh and that is uh that is our our orange friend behind the glass there and sean sullivan in his final episode producing the move the stick show how you doing sully uh i'm doing all right guys try to hold back the tears today oh sully. yeah try to hold we back got the him. tears there's there's no crying in football we got this <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think he might there might be more joy than tears i don't know <laughs> no had to do a absolutely lot of work on this, not boy. uh over 340 episodes of this show buck and i think Sully has been a part of over 200 of them so uh it's been a fun ride but uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show uh let's crank this thing up and start going through some of these nfl matchups and the first one uh is going to be across the pond <laughs> titans at chargers and that one is in London, Buck. I'm leaving tonight to head out over there uh, with money to go check out Titans Chargers as we've got the theme music going behind <laughs> us here. Uh, for the Titans, looking at national it from their perspective. National anthem, not just theme music. Oh. Got to give them a little more credit than that. Oh, is, it, is that the national anthem? Yeah, I think uh, so. I'm, I'm really behind in my world history. <laughs> uh, but, Buck, to me, the Titans, it's pretty simple. Protect the quarterback. And, and some of that's on Marcus Mariota, 11 sacks last week. They have to find a way to clean that up. Chargers, they've kind of found a pass rush a little bit. They got after Baker Mayfield last week, even without Joey Bosa with Melvin Ingram and company. Uh, they're going to try and heat up uh, Marcus Mariota just as we saw the Ravens do last week. Yeah, it's all about, for the Titans, it's all about Marcus Mariota. He has to get untracked. they got to do a better job of running the football. Their offense is predicated on the run game and being able to throw a complimentary play-action pass off of it. Look for Derrick Henry to be a big part of this game plan. they got to soften up the Chargers to give them a chance to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> Texans at Jaguars. Speaking of quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson's got to play better. I know they are not good up front, Buck, but he has just not looked comfortable, hasn't looked right. Now, you saw defensively making plays last week, Jonathan Joseph making plays on the ball, huge pick six. J.J. Watt starting to really get into his groove. Uh, if that front can be pretty nasty. So defensively, I'm fine with the Texans, no worries there. But let's find a way to get Deshaun Watson in a rhythm early in this game. I'd like to see him come out throwing, spread it out, get the ball out of your hand quick, and find a rhythm. You know, I wrote down for the text, they need to evolve their offense, meaning they need to kind of advance it and kind of build upon some of the things they did well last year. But for the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's getting back to basics. This team 
has been built on the premise that we're going to play great defense. We're going to run the football. The quarterback is going to be in the sidecar, not driving the bus. And they have to get back to that formula. I would look for them to have a heavy reliance on the run game. And then defensively, look for them to simplify, even though they're already a simple team. Get back to on the fundamentals, tackling, running to the ball, doing things that really made them a great defense before. Panthers at Eagles. Well, we showed a video. Uh, you did a nice little breakdown earlier this week on Cam Newton and showed when he's uh, when he's got some room, he's got some space around his feet, he can get his cleats in the ground. He throws the ball pretty darn well. Problem is when he's got he's got he gets a little clustered in there, gets a little muddy. Mm-hmm. He falls off throws and his accuracy leaves him. So to me, Cam Newton getting find a way to keep him clean in a pocket that you're going to be facing against an Eagles pass rush, especially from the inside. It does a pretty good job of moving you, moving you off of your spot. So that would be one thing I'd keep an eye on. Yeah, the Panthers' offense runs through Cam Newton, and he's been better under Norv Turner, but he has to continue to work on being consistent as a thrower. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it really goes to their offense and continue to refine their offensive identity. Last year they were able to win with a certain style. They were one of the top running teams. Haven't necessarily been able to run it to that point this year, but Carson Wentz has continued to find his sea legs as he gets more and more comfortable with the ACL, but finding a good running game will help this passing game continue to emerge. But I like the combination that we've seen from Wentz going to Goddard and also going to Ertz, working inside out in the passing game works for the Eagles. Vikings at Jets. Well, you know, I know you love it, Buck, when I sing on the show each and every week. And uh, this week's song I'm saving for this game with the Vikings and the Jets because when you look at the Jets, the injuries they have at the wide receiver position, to me, you lock up on the outside, and you can play a little The Heat Is On. Let's go back oh. to the 80s a little bit. Let's crank it up. Let's get the heat on, and let's uh, let's get real aggressive going after Sam Darnold, who's been playing pretty well, Buck, but he's still a rookie. And I think you look for the Vikings and Mike Zimmer to really, really try and come after him. Lock him up on the outside, press him up, and go get him. You know, here's the thing about the Vikings. The last time they faced a rookie quarterback, it didn't go well. Josh Allen had a pretty – Decent game with them, really on the heels of a really strong opening script. For the Vikings, I think they need to put pressure on the Jets by leaning on their offense. Cousins, Diggs, Thielen, that offense has been terrific. And then for the Jets, they're at their best when they've been able to run the football. So I would test the Vikings and see, can they stop the run? Try not to put it all on Sam Darnold. The running game can alleviate a lot of pressure on number 14. Patriots at Bears. Well, this will be this will be a fun one. When you look at the high flying offense of the Patriots, and now they get Edelman back, and it kind of looks like Tom Brady's right back to being comfortable. And you look at this Bears team, uh, and what they can do generate some pressure in that defense. Although last week, I thought the Miami Dolphins, with what they did on the ground, get the ball out quick and, and get something going with your run game. That's the Patriots' formula, and the way Sony Michelle has been cranked up a little bit. I look for the Patriots to rely on that run game again this week against this Bears front. I think you see them get loose a little bit uh, and try and establish the run very early in this game. Yeah, I like the way the the Patriots have evolved their offense. They're now a physical offense running the ball with Sonny Michelle, but now with Edelman and Josh Gordon playing a bigger role, this offense looks like it's dynamic. It still has the versatility we're used to seeing. For the Bears, the versatility on their offense has to be about finding ways to get Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen they have to be a big part of this game because we know the Patriots are going to take away some of the things that Mitchell Trubisky likes to do. The way that you can offset that is by running the football and making them respect the run first so MT can get on the edge and do some of the things that he's been able to do for Matt Nagy. Bills at Colts. 
Bills, Colts, and you know the injury to Josh Allen, and they were not very prolific offensively, you know, with Josh Allen. But it could see Derek Anderson, who was just on the street not too long ago, getting a start in this game. We'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. You know the you know the old uh, the old what is it a nursery rhyme like row 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 the boat. This is run <laughs> run run the ball. I mean that's the song you need to have in your head if you're Buffalo in this one. Run it run it run it some more. Um, you, you you don't want to put whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Peterman or Derek Anderson, you don't want to put them in a spot where they're chucking the ball 35-plus times. You've got no chance. So they have got to come out and establish that run game. Yeah, they want to establish the run game. They just don't want to give the ball over to the Indianapolis Colts. And part of the reason is because Buffalo's defense has been playing really, really well uh, today. They're physical at the point of attack. They can make it ugly. So for the Indianapolis Colts, it is about the connection between Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron. Andrew Luck doesn't have a lot of weapons on the outside, outside of T.Y. Hill, and he's been kind of up and down based on the injury. So they have to work inside out, look for Eric Ebron maybe to get 10-plus targets. If they can kind of work inside out the passing game, they can put up some points. Andrew Luck has been productive. They just need to get more points, more scoring. Oh, and he's not hot. Browns at Buccaneers. Saw this Browns team last week, Buck, and look, catch the football. That's where you're going to start. Too many drop passes. Antonio Calloway with a couple down the field. Uh, man, a handful. It would really really would change that game if they can haul some of those passes in early on. So just be consistent. Catch the rock offensively. Hopefully Baker's uh, more healthy and can move around a little bit more within the pocket. And then on the other side of the ball, I would just say, uh, look, the, the Buccaneers want to throw the ball. I think the Browns got a chance to get their hands on a few footballs in this game. Yeah, they will get their hands on a few uh, footballs. I think for Tampa Bay, it is all about their defense. New defensive coordinator Mark Duffner um, takes over. I just want to see what changes. What changes about a defense that has been horrible the last two years? Uh, can he come up with a different scheme? Can he simplify it? Can he get different personnel on the field? Their defense has to play better. Offensively, they score enough points where they should be winning games. Defensively, they can't stop the leaks. They have to get it done if they're going to have a chance against the Browns this week. Lions at Dolphins. Well, this this to me comes down to this Lions defense. Uh, I believe they're in the bottom third here against the run. They're going to have to come out and stop the run against a Miami team that you know that's what they want to do. We saw it again. We talked about it earlier. Quick passing, run the football. If you can make them one-dimensional, stop the run, uh, that would be huge here for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I think they're 24th in the league. Uh, somewhere around there against the run. So they've got to come out and stop the run in this game. You know, for the Miami Dolphins, and Adam Gase has continued to work his magic. Schematically, he's been able to generate some kind of production on offense. I can't say that they necessarily have A-level players on their side, but he's done a good job of putting them in spots where they can create Albert Wilson coming off a big game where we saw him catch a couple catch-and-run concepts and make plays happen. Frank Gore went over 100 yards. So to your point about stopping the run, Frank Gore, Kenyon Drake, if they can go for 150 and then they get the ball to the playmakers enough in space, regardless of whether it's Tannehill or Osweiler, Dolphins can win games. We saw that formally work for them last week. Saints at Ravens. Well, this comes down to the Saints getting some good oranges at halftime because apparently everybody that plays the Ravens has some 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 bad oranges at halftime because they can't <laughs> seem to score in the second half. Uh, to me, look, that the Saints will break that. They're going to get a touchdown here in the second half of this game. And I'll tell you the key for the Saints, throwing the ball to the backs. You look at a Ravens team that generated 11 sacks on defense last year. What's a quick, easy throw? Getting the ball out to your backs. And the backs that they have to get them in space, uh, that is their best chance of winning this football game, Buck. 
You know, when I look at this from the Ravens' standpoint, I think it's all about the three Ps. It's the pass rush, the physicality, and the playmaking. When I look at this defense, they can heat up the pass. We saw them get 11 sacks on Marcus Mariota. The ball will come out too quickly for them to have that kind of impact against the Saints. But they certainly can set the stage with physicality and the ability to make plays. Look for them to really lean on and put their hands on the wide receivers on the outside, try and bottle up the run, and see if they can force Drew Brees to throw outside the numbers, make them make the low percentage throw, and see if they can get their hands on a couple balls. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we get to the next one, I'm going to cut Sully off here. I just have to tell you one quick halftime story, Buck. So we're playing – I'm at App State. We're playing Liberty. And uh, I had friends that I grew up with, went to Christian school, so some of them were at Liberty. And they were, like, renovating their locker room or something. So um, this is like we're at Division I AA, but this is not like this is not like some small potatoes NAIA football game, right? We, we get through the first half. I'm playing – and uh, and we're playing well, but we get to halftime. There's no, we can't go in the locker room, so we have to meet in the end zone like it's a junior high football. Yeah, game. high school game. But there's no security. I, I'm in there. We're, <laughs> I'm talking with our coordinator, with our quarterbacks, and somebody comes down from the stands that I went to high school with. He's like, "Hey, hey DJ, what's going on? How you doing?" I'm like, I'm, "I'm in the middle of a college football game. Are you serious right now?" Uh, anyways, that was my halftime. I'm like, there are no oranges here. This is not like come down and talk to your friends at halftime. Okay, so, the park. so funny. Since you're saying a story, I'm going to share a story about the Bucks defensive coordinator, Mark Duffner. Mark Duffner was the head coach at Maryland when I was at North Carolina. My senior year, we played a game where we beat Maryland uh, 59-46. Um, Scott Milanovic was the quarterback. Jermaine Lewis had 253 oh, yeah. receiving yards. Yours truly had 122 touchdowns, but that no one's boy. counting. But that it was boy. that kind of game. So to see him be the defensive coordinator for the Bucks, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's my story. I love it. All right, roll to the next one, Sully. Cowboys at Redskins. Oh, man, it, this, is, uh, this is always a fun game, physical, divisional game here. This Cowboys defense, Buck, is playing lights out, flying to the football against the Washington Redskins. Look, to me, it's just press up. Make them throw the ball over your head. I don't know if they really can. So I think you'll see an aggressive aggressive coverage game plan here from this defense uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I think they, I like their chances to be able to stymie this Redskins offense. Yeah, I like what they're doing on defense. Uh, Christian Shard deserves some uh, mentions as a head coach. A head coach can, in fact, I think he could be a head coach in Dallas if they ever move on from Jason Garrett. I like the fact that the Cowboys have found their winning recipe – 21 plus 4 plus 11 plus a little D equals a win. For the Redskins, Adrian Peterson has given them a physical presence in the run game. He and Alex Smith, when they're working together, meaning the running game is going and Alex Smith is being efficient, the Redskins' offense is really hard to defend. And then defensively, we're finding a way in terms of the Redskins are finding their identity. We saw Josh Norman play better. He has to continue to play better because he has a big paycheck that is coming his way every week. Rams at 49ers. Well, this one's going to be on the ground for the Rams. That's the key. And I know you kind of look at this on paper and say, ah, you know, they'll, they'll get all over the 49ers. A, it's a divisional game. They know each other extremely well. And B, you just look back at last week and how tough they played the Green Bay Packers. Looking at some numbers, Rams 28th against the run in terms of yards per, per carry and the 49ers third in terms of running the ball, what they're getting on the ground, uh, averaging over five yards carry. So to me, 
that's the game for the Rams. If you can come out and stop the run, you probably win in a laugher. Uh, but I don't know. I, the way that this uh, Kyle Shanahan offense works, I think they'll be able to get them on the ground a little bit. This would be a closer game than people think. Oh, I think this would be a very competitive game. The San Francisco 49ers team that I saw on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers, they're really, really schemed up. And if not for an ill-advised pass from C.J. Beathard at the end that gave Aaron Rodgers an opportunity to go back at the end of regulation, you would think that the 49ers would have walked away with the win. What I like about them in this matchup, I love Kyle Shanahan's ability to scheme it up. He found a way to get Marcus Goodwin some double moves, some big play opportunities. I love Marcus Peters, but Marcus Peters has been susceptible to the deep ball, particularly off double moves. Look for them to attack number 22 with a couple of stopping goals, some post corners to see if they can get a big ball to fly over his head. Bengals at Chiefs. The Bengals might not want to hear this because it, it make it sound like they're inferior, and they're they're not inferior to the Chiefs. The Bengals are a good football team, but to me, the key in this game, Buck, you, you go to some of those big college games, and you see where I think Ed Orgeron, what he run, he go for four fourth downs last week for LSU. Yep. You've got four downs if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. Use them in this game. You get anywhere near midfield, and you you find yourself in in fourth and three or less. You got to go for it against this Chiefs team. You're not going to be able to hold this offense in check for the for this football game. You've got to get points, and so if you put yourself in favorable situations, you've got to be ultra ultra aggressive. And I hope they do. They play that way in this one because I do think they have a chance to beat the Chiefs. But threes aren't going to get it, and you punt too many times. You've got no shot. You have got to be aggressive. Yeah, you got to be aggressive. You got to go for it if you're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to be able to put points on the board. And to your strategy about look, anything close, anything around midfield. We need to go for it. I think they need to have that strategy in mind. The Bengals' best defense will be their offense controlling the clock and shrinking the game. If they can do that, they have a chance. And for Kansas City, man, you know, just play the video game. Grab the sticks, let Pat Mahomes <laughs> do what he does. Um, find a way to continue to find Tyreek Hill going open. But right now, they have so much speed on the outside. If I'm Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, I have my foot on the gas. We are playing all gas, no breaks against the Cincinnati Bengals' defense. Giants at Falcons. Creativity. That's what I'm going with, uh, with the key to this game for the Giants. Let's be creative. Let's be creative on offense. You've got guys like Odell Beckham. Go ahead and flip him the ball. Give him some fly sweeps. Get him going. Be exotic in the run game. I want to see him kind of empty out the vault here and show some creativity. Find ways to get your best players the football a lot in this game against a Falcons team, even with some injuries. Uh, they're going to score a bunch of points. So, to me, Barkley, Odell, get them going and be creative with it, Buck. You watch some of these other games around the league. I watched you know, the Charger game last week. Keenan Allen had 40 yards rushing. Uh, finding different ways to get your playmakers the ball any way you can. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Like, you have to really maximize what you have available. And if your quarterback is struggling, like Eli Manning has been struggling, they have to find a way to just put the ball in the hands of Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. as many times as possible because those guys are good enough to get them to a win. And for the Atlanta Falcons, it's very, very similar. Julio Jones has to be a guy that is heavy and high on the target sheet and then Calvin really also needs to make plays. The running game has been up and down, but offensively, the Falcons certainly can put points up on the board. I think the magic number for them is 27. They scored 27 points. I don't know if the Giants can get over that number. All right, Buck, you know what's coming. Uh-oh. 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 Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Bucky's battle. Explain Bucky's battle, and let's get this thing cranked up. Buck. Hey, look, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at a top matchup. Having played on both sides of the ball, sometimes it's wide receivers and DBs. Other times we just look at two good players matching up against each other. We love to see the battle within the battle when we look at these games on Sundays. 
All right, we got five, Buck. Why don't you uh, you give us the battle five to one, and I'll give you the uh, I'll be the scorecard here. I'll, I'll be the judge and give you the winner of this battle. Go for it. All right, okay, here we go. At five, Harrison Smith versus Sam Darnold. What do you think, Buck? Yeah, break that matchup down, and I'll tell you who I like. Okay, when I look to win that matchup. Now, when I look at this matchup, Harrison Smith is a guy that is really a quarterback on the field on the defense side of the ball for the Minnesota Vikings. How he disguises, how he moves around, makes it really, really tough and challenging for a young quarterback. Look for him to put his nose up in the box, to kind of fly around, to be in the A-gap, to fly back to the deep half. He is going to make life complicated for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold can eliminate this by handing the ball to one of his running backs and making Harrison Smith defend the run. If they can run the ball, Sam Darnold has proven that he can make plays off play action. This is a really, really good matchup. Yeah, I'm the president, and uh, I think you might be the vice president of the Sam Darnold fan club. We're, we're huge, huge believers there. But this is a tough matchup, man. I, I think I'm going to go with Harrison Smith on this one. Oh, yeah, a little punching, a little punching there. I'm going to go Harrison Smith to win this battle. By the way, I'm looking at they played they played uh, Rosen last. How many rookie quarterbacks are the Vikings going to play this year? This is the third one, right? They've played Allen. Yep. They played Rosen. Play them all. And now play them all. Darnold. That's what you want to do. Play them all. The thing is, they're only one and one against those rookie quarterbacks, which is a surprise. Yeah, there you go. All right, what's next? Mike Thomas versus Jimmy Smith. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Want to punch? You want to either throw a punch in there, Sully? What we got? <laughs> All right, look, and then, look, the the hand-to-hand combat will be critical in this one because Jimmy Smith is a guy that does his best work when he's nose-to-nose at the line of scrimmage. The thing about Mike Thomas, the New Orleans Saints have been moving Mike Thomas around. He'll play outside, but he's really done a lot of work inside. Look at think of him as kind of what Marcus Colston used to do. He occupies that role. He's going to make plays over the middle of the field. And even though he's only averaging eleven point three yards, he has made a bunch of a bunch of big catches for the Saints. It is going to be tough for Jimmy Smith to contain Mike Thomas. If he can't contain him, man, that offense could get rolling. Yeah, we'll see if he travels with him. I just when you get in the slot, I man, I uh, I just don't think you're going to be able to check him. I, I'm a big Jimmy Smith fan and, and think he's one of the best corners in the league, but it's different when you got to go inside, and that's someplace that Mike Thomas is very comfortable. I'm going to go Mike Thomas as the winner of that battle. What do you got next? Denzel Ward versus Mike Evans. And when I look at this matchup, I mean, you talk about a rookie dealing with one of the best wide receivers in football. Not only is it a challenge from an experience standpoint, it's a challenge physically. You're talking about an imposing playmaker, Mike Evans, 6'3", 6'4", can make things happen, can really win those 50-50 balls over the top. A smaller corner in Denzel Ward, who has been terrific to date, but we saw some of the size issues creep up in the last game against the Chargers. Tough one for the young guy. Mike Evans could have his way baptizing the rookie. I'm going to switch it up and go Denzel Ward wins this one. Denzel Ward, all you got to do is call Marshawn, right? Marshawn got got him last year. He was able to get Mike Evans last year. This year, Mike Evans torched Marshawn Lattimore. Remember, Lattimore, college teammates there with Denzel Ward. Maybe a phone call, a little couple tricks of the trade right there <laughs> from two Buckeyes. And, uh, and Denzel Ward, I just think Jameis will hang one up. And uh, Denzel Ward will get one this week. All right, well, we got another uh, wide receiver DB matchup. What do you think? DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey. And this is really compelling when you look at this. You're talking about arguably the best 50-50 pass catcher in the game in Nuke Hopkins versus one of the more talented athletes on the perimeter in Jalen Ramsey. And, look, the way the Jaguars are coming off that last game against the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know what to expect. But I do expect Jalen Ramsey to be fired up for this matchup. There's no love lost between the two of these. But Nuke Hopkins is really good at winning those 50-50 balls. It's tough. I think Jalen Ramsey has a chance, though. His length will frustrate Hopkins. I think he makes it tough for Hopkins to get going. 
I'm with you. I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey as the winner of that battle. That leaves us one more here, Buck. What's the highlight here? The highlight here is Tom Brady versus Khalil Mack. Um, the Chicago Bears pass rusher has been arguably an MVP candidate, the MVP front runner. maybe when you look at the way he has impacted that defense. He's going to have to eat his Wheaties against the New England Patriots because they get the ball out so quick that they can minimize his impact. And the way that they are running the ball, they're going to force Mac to be more than a pass rusher. He's going to have to be stout at the point of attack and find a way to slow down Sonny Michelle. I just like the way the Patriots are evolving. It is going to be so hard for the Bears to slow down that offense. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm going to go with Tom Brady as the winner of that final Bucky's battle. Let's jump over to some college football before we jump out of here. Let's get our picks in, and I'm feeling frisky, Buck. I feel like I've got some winners. i got some winners this week. Feeling real good. Yeah, I had a bad week last week, man, back and back, back week, so i gotta, I got to kind of come back. Sometimes this might require some desperation. So I am taking your theory on four downs. We're going for it every fourth down. Oh, I love it. All right, NC State, Clemson. This is a two-point game. NC State 5-0, Clemson 6-0. It's at Clemson. Uh, I'm going Clemson. Sully's going Clemson. Kent's going Clemson. Show me some guts, Buck. Take the Wolf Pack. So you may not know this, but this is called the Textile Bowl. The Textile Bowl between North Carolina State and Clemson. NC State typically plays Clemson really well. It pains me, but I'm going with NC State in this one. Ooh, you're doing it. I didn't think you – oh, wow, you are going for it this week. Man, this is aggressive, then, Bucky. Then you play in that wolf. It just brings up bad memories of NC State because that's what they play when they How did you do against NC State, by the way? Uh, we won my senior year. That's the only thing that counts. <laughs> that's all that matters. All right, Michigan-Michigan State rivalry game. Harbaugh-Antonio's 6-1 Michigan uh, going to East Lance to take on 4-2 and two Michigan State. What do you think? Hey, Michigan State coming off an emotional win. Uh, they've kind of dominated this series of late, but I'm going to go with Michigan. I think the they fight in like, Harbaugh. Like 8-10 or something. Yeah, like I think that. the fight in Harbaugh is finding a way to get it done. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Fighting Shea Pattersons. I think we got Michigan, yes. Sully's going Michigan. Kent's going Michigan. Michigan all the way across the board, which means congratulations to Michigan State on the big win. Uh, Mississippi State going to take on LSU. It's the in-between game for LSU. Huge win over Georgia last week. Then they have a bye after this game, and they get uh, the huge one with Alabama. So Mississippi State, not a bad football team coming in there. It's a night game, though, in Baton Rouge, Buck. It's tough to go against the Tigers. I like the Tigers. Oh, uh, man, everybody likes the Tigers. I see Kent has the Tigers. Sully has the Tigers. But I I smell an upset in the air. I smell an Whoa. upset in the air. Hell State. Hell State catches him at the perfect time. You talk about the emotional games. Georgia and Bama sandwiched in between is Mississippi State. They're not thinking about the cowbells and all that other stuff. And I saw Nick Ferguson run roughshod in his last game. I like the Bulldogs. Oh, is it Fitzgerald? I say Ferguson all the time. That's my fault for leading you down that oh, okay. road. I think Fitzgerald. it is Nick Fitzgerald. Whatever it is. Uh, the, uh, yeah, Nick. Big Nick. Uh, let's go to the next one. This, the, this one was the toughest one for me to pick here. Oregon at Washington State game day is going to be there. 5-1 and one Oregon, 5-1 and one Wazoo. Uh, Sully and Kent going with Oregon. Who do you like here, Buck? Oh, I'm going with the Ducks, man. I like the way the way Ducks are playing. Uh, man, if not for a couple bad errors, this team could be unbeaten. Mario Cristobal has done a really good job. Uh, Sully, hit my music. Oh, my oh gosh. yeah. Come on. At the Palouse. Come on. They go, Washington they go, State. They go throw it. Are they, th- are they playing on Friday night? The quarterback's not bad now. That kid transferred East Carolina not, is not he's bad. Not, he's not. Are they, are they playing on Friday night? If they're not playing on Friday night, uh, it's I, don't think, be tough. I think it's a Saturday because oh, it's a Saturday day. game. See, that's the thing. Washington State can get you on a Friday, not on a Saturday. And plus, man, they can't throw the ball 70 times and win a game. Come on. 
They're going to throw the ball. Just mark the tape. Uh, they're going to throw the ball 60 times, and they're going to win. Uh, Washington State's going to win that game against Oregon. Mm. Uh, I don't sleep on them at home. The place is going to be jacked up. Plus, Oregon's going to get a speeding ticket rolling through Colfax, uh, as everybody oh, else does who join ends up me. going to Pullman. Oh, yeah, I'm a two-time member of that club. Ohio State, Purdue. I mean, really, Ohio State across the board, right? You Ohio State going. On to the next. Ohio State. Yeah, Colorado Colorado at uh, Washington. Colorado looked terrible against USC. They last look week. awful. I, I think, think we're all going Washington. Yeah, I think they'll play better, but give me UW on this one. Yeah, this one is a, is a big one in the Pac-12 South. USC and Utah. Utah dropped a couple games early on. Uh, and they are uh, playing much better football right now. I Look, Kent's going Utah, Sully Utah, I'm going Utah. USC seems to never win when they go uh, and play up there in Salt Lake City. You think they get it done, Buck? Oh, yeah, fight on. Fight on. We're fighting on. We're fighting on. SC wins this one. Uh, I think SC found themselves. That bye week came at the right time. They had a nice opponent that played uh, nice with them, Colorado. I think they get, get some <laughs> confidence off of that. I think they go to Utah and get a dub. All right, we'll see. No Porter Gustin. He's out for the year. For the Trojans, Oklahoma, TCU, Oklahoma for Kent, Sully, and myself. Uh, TCU three. is give just me, two up and down. Yeah, give me OU. Yeah, we don't want to mess around with that one. Auburn, Ole Miss. I don't know how to feel about this one. Auburn's four and three, Ole Miss five and two, but Auburn does not look good offensively. Didn't stop Sully and Kent from taking them on the road. I'm going Ole Miss, man. Give me Ole Miss. Who do you like? Am I Lone Wolf? Or are you going to join yeah, me you here? Know, party you, two. You're, you're, you're Lone Wolf. You're Lone Wolf on this. I'm going to go with a brand name. Yeah, I'm going to go at Auburn in this one. Don't ask me why, but I'm going with them. I don't have any, a lot of confidence in them, but I'm just I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah, it's with not the, a confident pick. On. All right, the final pick here, and this is Sean Sullivan, Sully as we affectionately call him, his last pick he gets to make here uh, on the show before he moves on to greener pastures, and this is Alabama-Tennessee, and this is the rule we've put in place here. Uh, I'm going to go Bama because I have a working brain. Kent's going Bama as well. Bucky, you're going to go Bama. I'll make the decision for you. Uh, But Sully, uh, someone who has gone against his alma mater more times than than I'd like to see. He's feeling good about his team evidently But this is your last chance, and this I'm going to make you a deal. Mm -hmm. This is a parting gift. You can – if you take Tennessee, which – you very rarely do when you know that they're going to get clobbered True. because you're trying to win trying to win the points. I'll make you a deal. I'll give you t- if you pick Tennessee and they win, I'll give you 20 points. Well, let's take 20 the 20 points. points in the Vols, baby. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Rocky top. Woo! Wow. That's I, a uh, out right there, Sully. I made the mistake of uh, picking them uh, was it 2 years ago, I think on my final show. Happened to be yeah. the third Saturday in October. Well, I'm going to do it again. Give me the 20 points in the oh, Vols. Garantano's somehow going to pull it out. Garantano. I, I love the boldness there. National player I'll of the week what, last week. I'll give you 10 week. points. That, I'll give you 10 points if they keep it within two scores. I mean. Right. We can a- make that rule. A- Alabama may shed them. They're going to take them in the back. <laughs> and they're going to take them behind the woodshed. Come on, Bucky. Sing it with me. And they're going to give them 20 lickings. Woo! <laughs> they're going to oh. take them back there. And I don't care if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. They are going to Beat them down. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, more like, Buck, more Buck, likely than not. Real quick here. I want to give uh, I want to give my uh, favorite Sully moment from this time here. Now, three plus years. How many years? How many years, Sully? Have you been running uh, this thing? Coming on four. It would be four uh, if, if we get get to the playoffs. Darn near four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been uh, piloting the ship here, and uh, I just want to share like one of my favorite moments with Sully was when we gave him an R and B education. Oh, the Jonah. <laughs> Jodakai. Oh Jodakai. 
You have to bring out was it all time the low lights? I mean, no, 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 no. Highlights. highlights. For those that didn't hear it, we uh, we gave uh, Sully some homework to go listen to some '90s R&B and come back and and, uh, and give us a report. And then he came back and reported on Jodakai, not Jodakai. (laughs) Joe DeCaro. But uh, it was a hearty laugh, and it was a good time. But Sully went out and did his homework, as he always does, and uh, and brought a lot of joy and a lot of fun to the show. Uh, so I want I'm not I'm not wearing a hat, but I tip my cap to you, Sully. Uh, we're proud of you, and we can't wait to see what you do going forward. And and I'll lead the I'll uh, yield the floor here to my to my buddy Bucky here. No, it's been a fantastic run, Sully. You've done a great job of kind of putting this together for us, helping us go to higher heights with the podcast. Uh, we're going to miss uh, the country twang. We're going to miss the <laughs> devotion to the creamsicle orange and the, the block tea <laughs> that you were wearing weekly. Um, but I think it's going to be fantastic for you. I'm glad that you've been able to kind of use this as a springboard for bigger and better things. Thank you, fellas. Uh, it's, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, both of you guys are have been uh, a huge help to me in my career, and it's been a, been an absolute honor to, to work with you guys. I'm going to miss it a bunch. No crying. No, no crying. crying. No, no crying, crying in football. Get nope. the checkerboard towel out your pocket. That's right. Put it back in. No, <laughs> no crying. Let's save that for Saturday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all, right. all I ask, all I ask, Sully, is that you don't be a stranger, and at least once every month mm-hmm. you leave me a voicemail with your Jeremy Pruitt impression. That's all I, that's I, all I want. That. That's all I want. <laughs> Long-term homework. What, uh, I got it. All right, there you go. Long-term homework. Anyways, uh, thank you so much. And by the way, the show is going to continue. We've got some. We've got some good folks that have been working with Sully for a while. We've got Kent. Uh, we've got Cam. We, we've got some help in here. We're going to keep this train moving. Uh, but we are going to miss our friend Sully, who did just a fantastic job. And and give him your Twitter handle, by the way, so people can keep up with you, Sully. For sure, at Sullyvall. It's a big shocker. It's a it's a real shocker. Of a handle. <laughs> I never would expect it. Yep, least surprising at thing ever. At Sullyvall. S U L L Y B O L. So you can you can follow Sean there and keep up with what he's got going on in the future. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us today. Fun show, Sully. Again, thank you so much. I hope everybody out there has a great football weekend, and we'll catch you back here next week on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.